So Nineveh was in uh, Assyria, and uh, Assyria was uh, populated by a pagan people who were actually great enemies of Israel. And at the time of Jonah, uh, were also a very wicked people in terms of their ways of living. But through Jonah, God reaches out to them and he gives them a second chance. He invites them to turn away from their ways, their behaviour, their attitudes, and, and, and to repent before destruction, as Jonah puts it. Now, why would God give these pagan people a second chance? Because that's what God does. <laughs> that's who God is. Even to the pagan people, even to the wickedest of wicked people, God offers a second chance. That's the story of the prophets, right? God's constantly reaching out to his people, all kinds of people, and offering a second chance, inviting them to change their ways. And, and, and importantly, God is not reaching out through the prophets to, to, uh, to criticise his people or to condemn them, to judge them, but to help them get back on track so that they can uh, step into the, the fullness of who he's created them to be. That's God's heart. What's really extraordinary about this first reading today, about these uh, wicked pagan people from Nineveh, is that they listened. They listened to the prophet. They listened to God. Unlike the Israelites, God's very own people in the gospel today, who were obstinate and hard-hearted, the pagans listened. They accepted God's message. They took their second chance. They humbled themselves. And they, they committed to changing their ways. And because of that, they reaped the reward. As we heard at the end of, of the first reading today, God saw their efforts to renounce their evil behaviour and God relented. He did not inflict on them the disaster which he had threatened. The Ninevites teach us that when it comes to redemption, it's not the size of our transgression that matters, but the degree that we are willing to repent. It's really significant. I'll say it again. <laughs> it's not the size of our transgression that matters, but the, the degree to which we are willing to, to own it, to own our behaviour, to own our attitude, to take responsibility for it, even if it's not fully our fault. You know, there are ways that we think and ways that we behave that, that we're just conditioned to, to do because of our, our story, our history, what we've experienced. But someone who, who, who repents uh, is a person that says, okay, I get that it might not all be my fault, my, you know, but I'm going to take responsibility for it. I'm going to own this. And I'm going to come before God with a humble heart. The psalmist today, he came to this all-important realisation for himself. And he says, 
My greatest sacrifice is a contrite spirit because, God, a humbled, contrite heart you will not spurn. You see, he knew that God cannot help but be drawn to a heart that is true to itself, a heart that is humble and honest and real, a heart that accepts responsibility for its failures. We heard yesterday, didn't we, in the psalm, uh, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Those whose spirit is crushed, he will save. There's something about God's heart just being drawn to, to the one who's just humble and honest, even in all their failures and weakness and brokenness. God can't help <laughs> like a magnet to that heart. Now, the truth is that there are some attitudes and some behaviours uh, at work in us which can be very embedded and hard to change. And, and simply repenting, it, it, I mean, that's not the whole story. That's not the whole solution, right? Um, you know, we might need some counselling. We might need some help to really sort of turn away, turn around from some behaviours in our life. But uh, what I want to suggest today is that that journey of, of, of healing and transformation always re- begins with repentance, it's only, it's only our repentance that um, can, it's kind of like it, it breaks the, the hard heart. It, 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 it sort of cracks it open so that the healing grace of God can get in and that journey, we can go on that journey of, of, of healing and, and transformation. It begins with repentance. It begins by um, yeah, just sort of allowing ourselves to be cracked open a little so that the mercy of God can get into us. Lent, of course, is a time where God calls his church to repentance, to take responsibility uh, for where we're at. And, and the key way, of course, that God does this is through the Spirit. Jesus says the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin, right? Convicts us where we're, we've gone off track. And, and it's really important that we, we, we keep in mind whenever we're, we're convicted of our own sinfulness or weakness or failures, that God only will help, God will only help us to see, he will only convict us of what he's already starting to heal in our lives. Right? It's not about making us feel bad or failures or whatever. Like, whatever. God will only help us to see what he's already starting to heal and what he wants to continue to transform within us. So today, you might just take a moment to uh, be open to God revealing to you an area of your own life at this time that you need to repent, an area that God wants to uh, heal and transform at this time. You might just ask the Spirit, just help you to see one thing, just one thing. And, and when you notice that, you may already be conscious of it, aware of it, just to own that in your heart. Just take responsibility for it and say, yes, Lord, I, I own this. This is mine. Uh, and, and, you know, from the depth of your heart, repent of it. Give it, give it back to God and, and ask God in exchange for that grace to heal and to change.